0: Hey guys, and welcome back to Undaunted Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Shadaisky, and I'm glad that you guys are joining us for this special episode, These special episodes, because this is a new direction we're kind of going. We're not necessarily taking away from the original podcast. What we're trying to do is make it better. We're trying to add things to it and add different people to it, different folks that are Uh, that we just, those that we study alongside those, we have everyday conversations with about God. So what, as Marshall and I talked about earlier, we are trying to just kind of let the Holy spirit lead us in our conversations. We're going to get through this book of Luke that we're working on in the original podcast in the main podcast. And then we're just going to see where Lord takes us. That's what's happening here. And of course, I wanted to bring in somebody else, a good friend of mine, good godly man that knows uh, knows the Bible uh, and is just very knowledgeable. So um, you're going to hear Christian Hall on here. He's been on here before, and uh, hopefully this will turn into a regular thing. So as of right now, we do not have a uh, title for this podcast, within a podcast um, So, I don't know, maybe table talks for right now is what I'll title it And we'll decide from there So, in the meantime, sit back, enjoy this episode It's simple, it's just a conversation And, uh, or mainly, the way I described it to Christian was It's a recorded Bible study That's, that's all it is So, guys, enjoy, and we'll see you on the other right. side Yeah, perfect Working. Yep. Okay. So anyway, so you have been working on prayer. Yep. I've been kind of jumping all around, so.
1: I have to Prayer and faith have been my main, both of those are things I know the Holy Spirit's dealt with me about. You know, right. Like my lack of faith in this move um, and how Jesus says, you know, like it's a sin, you know, mm-hmm. unbelief is a sin. Yeah. And, god doesn't hear your prayers unless you believe he's gonna take care of them right right so it's like well then i'm spinning my wheels i don't (laughs) believe he's gonna do something about it right
0: yeah okay so well before we get started let's uh let's pray real quick and then then we'll get into this okay all right lord we thank you for being able to come and do this to be able to uh your name to worship you through discussion and bible study and i pray lord for your holy spirit to come and dwell in this place and dwell in ourselves and dwell in this room that we're in lord and just take control of the conversation we pray lord that anything we speak of tonight that you would just guide our conversation that you would speak through us that it's not us who speak but it's only you lord i thank you for my brother in christ christian and i pray that uh you would bless his life, and that you would uh, just watch over us and take control. I thank you, Lord, and I praise you. It's in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen.
1: Oh, Heavenly Father, you're so good. You're so faithful. You're so merciful. (laughs) I just think of how you look down on us just running around like little children, and our lack of faith is just going to be funny to us, I think, one day. Lord, I just see your universe, I see your handiwork, I see your creation, Lord, and it, it screams of your glory. And Father, I just pray that tonight, uh, today, that you would just come and take this conversation uh, in the direction that you want it to go, Lord, that you would speak truths to the hearts of anyone listening, Father, that you would reveal something new and exciting, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would just come and flood this room like Aaron said, Lord, that love be the language we speak tonight, Mm -hmm. Lord, and um, we just thank you for this time together, and I'm excited to just talk about you anytime I can, Lord. We love you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray.
0: Amen. Amen. So, you know, it's funny, because every time on the podcast, I have realized that it goes better when you pray. So while, the, while we're on the topic of prayer, you know, to even pray over something you think might be silly mm-hmm. or, you know, or it sounds stupid that I have to pray over that, things work out better when you pray. Oh, yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. Should, I was driving over here, blasting Revelation song, just screaming <laughs> my head off. like <laughs> I used to be kind of uh, weary of listening to praise music in my rig. You know, it's like I used to blast other music. And yeah. You want to play what people who might be walking by or have their window down might think you're cool for listening to. And it's like, man, I don't even care anymore. Like, I want to praise and worship is cool. You know, like, worshiping God is cool. It is. And it's a weird kind of stigma that I think is on the church and Christianity as a whole where it's not cool. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah you bring up Jesus in a conversation. It's like, Oh man, you see eyes rolling. You yeah. Like, Here's
0: this guy. Yeah. Right. He's
1: one of those guys. <laughs> and they expect you're just going to start hitting him with Christian ease and talking about church. And it's like, no, no, I know. And speak to the creator of the universe, like, yeah. the King of all. And it's just amazing to be able to like find other believers like you and other brothers that we can talk about it and then not be ashamed of the gospel and not be ashamed of what we're learning and experiencing in life.
0: Just think about it. Like every time we get together now, that it turns into some sort of spiritual conversation. Mm-hmm. Like it almost starts out every time we discuss something, it God comes into play, which He should. You know, yeah. He He rules our life. He's He's a the director of our faith. So uh, why not? Make it all about him all the time. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, one of the things I heard today that I thought was great talking about prayer was if you don't go to God first, then how can you even say that you believe he's in control? Mm -hmm. Right? Like if he's controlling everything, I mean, even us to some extent, and our prayers are like secondary, you know, like we just think about like, oh, yeah, I guess I should pray about that. And you've already made the decision in your head. Right. You know, or just the, like you said, daily conversation. Like it is all
0: about him. Well think about it this way. Okay, so topic here lately, and we'll get into we'll we'll come back and we'll round this out to the Holy Spirit too. But topic here lately has been faith and the Holy Spirit. And um, we'll talk a little bit about him, the Holy Spirit, being you know, you've you're thinking like, Oh, I like you were just saying, I should pray about that. Like you have already if you is it safe to say that oh I have already spiritually prayed that prayer, but now it's time to there is power in speaking it out loud. I have found myself here lately uh just like audibly like speaking as loud as I am now, just speaking my prayers because mm-hmm. it seems like there's there's power in speaking your prayers out
1: yep I right? think speaking them out, and one of the things I heard today that I loved was um, how the devil kind of attacks your prayer and it was uh fear condemnation and um shame mm-hmm. you know so like and like even the re- repetitive prayer that we talked about before where it's like him saying well god's getting bored with your prayers you don't need to keep repeating yourself and you know like there's those lies that kind of come into your head and even before and after you pray yeah and it's like he'll just attack and he's like that's great. That means my prayers must be effective. If he's, he's taking the time to try to come and talk me out of doing it. Yeah. You We're know, trying to lie and say, you know, yeah, stay in fear of this. Cause you don't know what's going to happen. Like God's not going to take care of that. You know, like you're praying for nothing. You know, God's not going to be hearing these prayers anyway. Mm-hmm. God's not going to act on these prayers, even if he hears them, you know, and he, and like I said before, you know, the fear, um, or carrying wounds from unanswered prayers in the past. Right, like there's been prayers that I've had in the past that he didn't answer. Right, and
0: or that he you don't think that he answered.
1: Well, not my way.
0: Uh, right, 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 yeah. not your way. Right, yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. We, we were talking this morning, me and Adrian, about Kai, who like throws massive fits. He's seven, mm-hmm. right, and he should be beyond the fit stage. So we're trying to diagnose and help him fix it. Right. But like when he comes to me in the morning and he's asked for something and it's not good for him, and I tell him no. You know, it's like, and the no is for good. You know, he shouldn't have it. Like, let's say it's candy or something in the morning. Yeah. And he'll stomp off and throw this tantrum and slam the door. And like, he just goes, you know, ape over it. Right. And it's like, man, is that what I'm doing with the Lord too? Like, when I pray for something, he doesn't give it to me. Like, am I stomping my feet? And, or am I just saying, okay, daddy, you know, you know best,
0: you know. and I've used that wording before with him. Say, hey, you know, we are in prayer. Actually, you know, it's like we are, you because know, at times I, I'm like, how can we help? I know you don't need the help, but you're our daddy. Right. We just want to help daddy do his will in our life. That's kind of how, um, you know, when we, we were talking earlier a little bit about uh, how to how to pray and you hear all everybody's interpretation of how to pray. God's given you your own prayer language. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think seeking his will first, I mean, that's right down to scripture, right? Like Mm -hmm. seek him first and then the rest will be added onto you. Yeah. So many times we're worried about life and what we're going to get and what we're going to do. And it's like, well, you're missing it. You know, like the focus needs to be me and my will first. Yeah. I've already got all that other stuff covered. You know, it's like the kids when you're going on a road trip and they're like, Dad, did you remember my pillow, Dad? <laughs> I'm like, yes, we got everything. Yeah, You know, like just focus on the trip. Focus on like, let's just talk. But Dad, uh, do you even know where you're going? You should have turned left over there. I know where I'm going, son. Like I've, I've driven this way like a thousand times. Yeah. You know, but like there's that like, kid kind of response where – We're not sure. And that again goes back to the faith, right? We're doubting Mm. that God has all this other stuff covered, all these other small details. Right. And it's like, so we have to, we divert our focus from his will onto those details instead of keeping the focus
0: where it should be, which is his will and what we should be doing for him. Right. That goes into kind of what we're talking about is uh, in some of our devotionals in in that Hebrews, I, I know I threw that out there the other day in the, 11? Ah, uh, yeah. Hebrews 11.
1: The hall of faith?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, faith... You know, faith is is so important. Let's see here. Well, that was
1: another thing that I heard in a sermon today. They were talking about how, like, all these people in their faith, mm-hmm. they never really even got what they were praying for.
0: No. <laughs> no, you see that all throughout Scripture. You know, right. like... They, these guys had tremendous amounts of faith on something they never got to see in their lifetime. Right. Think about uh, Moses. All this, wandered the desert for 40 years and promised land and never got to see it. For what seemed to me to be
1: a kind of small infraction. Like, he just got <laughs> from the people and... Struck the rock instead of
0: speaking to it. And rightly so for getting mad at him, because I mean, where I've been here lately, and we'll get into that here in a minute. I can't find it. What is here. it? I got Hebrews 11 right here. Hebrews 11. Yeah. No, you go ahead, read it. it. What is faith?
1: So now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title of things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. "...faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. For by faith, trust in the holy fever, fervor born <laughs> of faith, the men of old have divine testimony born of them and obtained a good report. By faith we understand that the worlds during the successive ages were framed, or fashioned, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God, so that what we see was not made out of things which are visible." Prompted, actuated by faith, Abel brought God a better and more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, because of which it was testified of him that he was righteous, which is he was upright and in right standing with God. And God bore witness by accepting and acknowledging his gifts, and though he died, yet through the incident, he is still speaking, which the blood, you know, God says your brother's blood still crying out to me from the ground. Right. Um, Genesis four, three, I think, uh, because of faith, Enoch was caught up and transferred to heaven so that he did not have a glimpse of death. And he was not found because God had translated him for even before he was taken to heaven. He received testimony still on record that he had been, that he had pleased and been satisfactory to God. But without faith, it's impossible to please and be satisfactory to him. Mm. For whoever would come near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he is the rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him out.
0: Oh, I like that.
1: Prompted by faith, Noah being forewarned by God concerning events of which, as yet there was no visible sign, the rain, uh, took heed and diligently and reverently constructed and prepared an ark for the deliverance of his own family. By this, his faith which relied on God, he passed judgment and sentence on the world's unbelief and became an heir and possessor of righteousness. That relation of being right, which into uh, God puts the person who has faith. Urged on by faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed and went forth to a place which he was destined to receive as an inheritance. And he went, although he did not know or trouble his mind about where he was to go. That was one of my favorites.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Prompted by faith, he dwelt as a temporary resident in the land, which which was designated in the promise of God, though he was like a stranger in a strange country living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, fellow heirs with him in the same promise. For he was waiting expectantly and confidently, looking forward to the city, which has fixed and firm foundations, whose architect and builder is God. Because of faith, also Sarah herself received physical power to conceive a child, even when she was long past the age for it, because she considered God, who had given her the promise to be reliable and trustworthy and true to his word. So from one man, though he was physically as good as dead, there, has, there have sprung descendants whose number is as the stars of heaven and as countless as the innumerable sands on the seashore. Wow. These people all died, controlled and sustained by their faith, but not having received the tangible fulfillment of God's promises. There you go. Only having seen it and greeted it from a great distance by faith, and all while acknowledging and confessing that they were strangers and temporary residents and exiles upon the earth.
0: We can probably stop there, because, and then it goes into, uh, but that that's a, a glimpse as to just how much faith these people had, and how much do we, you get to looking at these, and how much faith do we lack yeah. in our modern day society, you know?
1: Well, it kind of makes you feel silly, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like God gives example after example, and these aren't like, I mean, I, I guess with the exception of Noah, you know, Abraham and Noah were righteous guys. But think of Moses. He was a murderer, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, a murderer yeah, yeah. had better faith than I do. Like that kind of convicts me a little bit,
0: right? And there's, you know, there's so much you can learn out of scriptures as far as like who God chose to use throughout all of Scripture. Um, you take Moses, for example. He was a murderer. You know, David was an adulterer. You know, and yet all of them still found favor in the sight of God. You know, that's where, that's where our faith can stem from, was that he found favor in the sight of God, or they did, we can too. Yeah. Well, and
1: to go back to your Holy Spirit point, these guys weren't walking with the Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. hadn't been poured out yet. Right. So, like, the power that we have access to through the Holy Spirit to increase our faith, they didn't have available to them. right. Um, and like with Abraham, what did God say? Like his faith was counted to him as righteousness. So like, it's almost like faith is just as important as righteousness to God. Mm -hmm. And you see what happens. Jesus in Nazareth, um, he wasn't able, he did not heal many people because they didn't have the faith. Right. So it's like, it's, it's the gas in our tank, you know, like that's what God responds to is our faith.
0: All that to say you do you mind if we talk about what you went and did what what happened earlier today Ashley called and uh talked to me you went up on the mountain oh what what transpired there not i mean like so- as far as what led you to that you know jesus it's cool you know you did the right thing and i'm i'm kind of leading this off into uh, the rant. So, speaking of the Holy Spirit, I had, I stopped. We, we, we prayed and I, I the Holy Spirit just kind of took over and I started writing and I went on a rant and wrote five pages. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, I kind of want to get into that before okay. we get too much further because, anyway, so okay. what, what happened? So,
1: I, I decided this morning, um, if
0: you don't mind. No, it's
1: fine. <laughs> so this morning, um, it was kind of an impromptu fast. Um, and I, I know when God's prompting me to fast, like I've learned that prompt. And like I... Yeah. What's funny about it is I'm hungrier on those days than the <laughs> days that I can eat normally. Yeah. So it's like for some reason, it's like the, the mornings where I'm the hungriest and I haven't eaten yet and it's like nine ten o'clock. It's like the, that's when God usually prompts me like as I'm getting hungry, like to fast. So I'm like all right, Lord, I'll fast today. And me and Adrian had talked about, obviously, with the move coming up. God hasn't confirmed in my heart. Um, I've been struggling with the fact that he gave her the vision of where we're to go and that we're even to go. Right. Right. I've been completely complacent and copacetic staying here in Grangeville. I didn't want to go. I've been fighting her for months. Yeah. And I finally relented. You know, like I've been in prayer I've been the last month growing much closer to the Lord than I've been, you know, the whole two years before that. So I was kind of like, all right, maybe God's trying to show me something, you know, maybe through Adrian, he wants me to trust my spouse more. Right. You know, like he wants me to trust the vision that he gave to her. And as I've been doing my prayer walks, I kind of feel that confirmed. Like I can give you a peek behind the curtain, but it's going to be so much better if you just wait. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. And it's like, so if you can take this blind leap of faith with me.
0: See what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I'm like, all right, Lord. So I was fasting today. I was listening to sermons today on prayer. because like, like I said, the prayer and faith are where the Lord has me right now. Mm-hmm. And I just got up and like, it was probably like, was it was two o'clock, one o'clock, somewhere around there. And I was really hungry. And I looked up at the mountain and I was just like, I just felt like an urge to go up to the top and pray up there, worship up there. Um, so I took a thing of water and head up to the mountain and parked and just kind of walked around the top of the mountain. And the, the cool thing, like you were saying about being able to pray out loud, you know, like there's yeah. no one around for days. And even if they were no distractions, right. <laughs> I left my phone in the car. I took everything out of my pockets. I put everything in the, in the Jeep and I just walked around. I just prayed. I wrote down. Um, hickory, which is, I think, where the Lord's leading us, and dirt.
0: Told you that a long time ago. All right, <laughs> I told you that. Well, I mean, there was, I've been trying to kind of tap into, sorry to stop you real quick. No, been trying to tap into the, the Holy Spirit, you yeah. know, and trying to, He's going to give you gifts. And what are the gifts? What are the Holy Spirit's gifts for? Encouragement. Right. You know, we both face a move of some sort. The only thing we know, and, like, I know, and I've wrote it down, you're going to North Carolina, and I'm going to Arkansas. Why? We don't know, (laughs) you know.
1: I'm glad that you have that because, like, that's what, like, and I told Adrian this morning, since I was 15, I've had no trust in anyone in this world. Like, my parents basically abandoned me. Yeah. And I've never been able to go to anyone for help. So I've learned, like, this self-sufficiency and independence where I've almost gotten, my, my heart's hardened to even accepting help. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even want to ask for it. You know, it's like, I don't like it. If I can't do it by myself, then it doesn't need to be done. Right. Right. And it's like, the Lord's kind of showing me, it's your wife, dude.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like, I gave her a clear, like, she was like, almost in tears when she told me this. She's like, I've never heard, heard God this clear. Right. Why am I doubting
0: that? Because you're one. If God tells one side, you're still one flesh. Right. Biblically speaking, right, you know, and it's like when I said i'm I'm trying to tap into it, it's like i'm I'm not doing it. like it's like every vision or insight that God gives me is all from him, and all the glory to him for that. When mm-hmm. I say I, it's like because several sermons we listen to a lot of authentic church on a lot of his sermons and stuff. several times have we heard him preach? about you have to be willing he's not going to force the holy spirit's not going to force those gifts on you you got to want them right and at at their any given moment you know whatever gift he wants to give you within that moment to encourage another believer right that's that's what i mean by tapping into it is like not that i'm trying to do it on my own volition but no, um,
1: I, you have to walk it out. Like you have to take that step. And th- that's the faith,
0: right? I'm trying to show the Lord, use me. I, I'm like, uh, who was that? Here I am, Lord, <laughs> send me. Right. You know, I'm ready to do kingdom work. Yeah. Here I am. You know. I, but so but what happened was is somebody, did you talk to somebody? Did some did you from what I heard? Um uh, you you kind of had talked to somebody that kind of got you down a little bit about uh, this move that we're facing. Right? Yeah.
1: Yesterday, I talked to my grandma, mm-hmm. and my grandma is Catholic. Um, nothing wrong with that. Right. Uh, but she's very black and white, and she's old school, right? She's old. You yeah. Know, she's in her 80, late 80s, I think. But she's very... Uh, I don't know a nice way to say it. She's kind of naggyish, ish and she's very controlling. Right. right. Um, and she'll tell you exactly what's on her heart. She wears her heart on her sleeve. She'll cut you down in front of everyone without hesitation if she thinks that she's right in doing so. Right. Mm-hmm. And when I brought up this whole vision thing to her, she just thought it was a joke. You know, it's like, well, you don't know anyone in North Carolina. Have you ever been there? I'm like, no. She's like why would you leave the house? You're, God gave you a wonderful house. And like, she was going on and sure on. He all. Did. Like, yeah. <laughs> like how many blessings we have. You're there by her family. Like, why would you want to leave that? Yeah. And I'm like, honestly, I don't, <laughs> you know, like I don't want to leave this. Yeah. But if God has something better for us than what we have here, well, how do you know he does? Mm-hmm. I don't. That's the faith part. And I'm trying to like explain this to her. Yeah. But at every turn of me trying to defend this theology, I I felt lacking. You know, like I really wasn't able to say anything, but it's just, it's it's faith, Nana. I don't know.
0: Sometimes there's not. And it's like, so when, after I got told, you know, after I was told that, I, I, and this, what I wrote down here speaks just as much to me, which is the cool thing, because I wrote it. (laughs) <laughs> well, I didn't write it. I guess the Holy Spirit wrote it through me, but I, I got done with it. I'm like, "Holy cow!" It's like this is just as big of a rhyme re- reminder to me as it is going to be what we're going to talk about. But it's like, what do we have to? What do we have to remember? Who do we serve? Who do we serve? God, King of the Universe. Yeah, He's the. And what is He? Is He? He's the God of Peace. Right? So what happens when God has spoken something over your life? Do you feel peace about it? You know, Because sure. this is what led to all of this, you know, was you're you know hearing about that it may have gotten you down a little bit. and then uh, God is not the God of confusion. He is not the God of doubt. He is not the God of fear. And what He does do is He provides peace and comfort. And protection in the promises he has spoken over your life. When you feel scared, doubtful, skeptical, confused, you're being drawn into the lie the enemy wants you to believe. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What's your, and what is your response to that? How do we as believers respond in that situation?
1: I'll tell you one thing I have learned about the devil... And this has been over and over and over. And it's usually small groups or church services or worship services. The more I feel like I don't want to do something, Mm -hmm. the more I know now I need to go. Yeah. And like the more I'm discouraged and the more like I already have all these excuses coming up in my heart of you're not going to be missing anything anyway. What's just missing one of these? You know, you'll be there next week. The more those excuses that start going through my head, the more now I can recognize it's the devil, because so many times Adrian's pushed me out of that that cycle and said, just go. You need to go.
0: Yeah. Fine,
1: I'll go. And I'm ticked off, and I get in the car, and like I get there, and it's amazing. You know, yeah. like The Holy Spirit moves, and it's an amazing night. And I come back, and I'm on fire, and Adrian's like, aren't you glad you went? So it's like, I've been through enough of those things where I can see the devil's handwriting on that stuff. Yeah. So it, I guess you're right. In the same situation, the more doubt I have and the more resistance I have toward this that's probably just an indicator how good it's going to be
0: yeah and it's just like the more you draw close to God the you better expect it yeah. you better expect the attacks to come yeah. I mean it's almost at this point we expect it but like Pastor Bobby says uh, you know from Authentic Church is that uh, he's using the same stuff it's the same attacks over and over again. he ain't right. got nothing new right right you know so what is our response to it it's prayer yeah reach out or reach out to another believer we're blessed to have each other to have our group of guys and uh, you know or I wrote down here another godly man pray together and most importantly pray with your spouse pray with your wife Mm -hmm. you know because that's obviously you know it's it's affecting his his plan for your life includes the both of you you know
1: that's what I did immediately following that conversation. I kind of, I was shaken for a little while and I sat in the office and I was just kind of mulling over everything that she said. And Adrian came in and she's like, why are you so down? And like, she was all "Talk, well, let's talk about what we want to list the house for and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, eh, I'm just really not into it right now. Yeah. And so then I told her what happened and my first response was I need to just take a walk. Yeah. And it was evening time. So I did my my normal daily prayer walk up and down the street and immediately I felt better. You know, like I was praying over the doubt, over just that attack. And I was like, Lord, I don't need to know everything. Like, can you just give me a peace about this again? Mm -hmm. You know, give me an excitement in my heart. Even not knowing what it's going to be, just speak to me and and comfort me. You know, like, let me know that this is from you. And by the end of my walk, I felt back
0: to normal, like back to how I was before the call. Just like God's word says, you, you test it to see if it's from the Lord. And I've, you know... I don't know that i like to admit, but I am kind of like, you kind of test it. Like, I want to be fearful over this move because I know nothing about it. Right. And I've tried. I I was kind of fearful at first, and then we drew closer. What is your response? Your response is right to go to God about it and then ask him what you should do. And uh, so here I am, and I still find myself testing. It's like, okay, am I really that scared? No, actually, I'm not. Right. I've got the peace of the Lord in me about all this. And in, here lately, I felt that, I was telling Ashley this morning in, uh, mm-hmm. oh, it was during our devotional, a little quiet time this morning, we had the, God blessed us with being able to actually wake up with the alarm nice. and have some alone time so where we can have a devotional. And um, I, I had this, another like vision or this short thing. It's like, I really think that this move is going to lead to something I've never done before. Mm-hmm. That I think God's trying to lead us in a way that you know, because unlike you, you know, you're you're carrying your job with you. I'm going to go without. That's what God's called. It's it can be it can be a little frightening, you know, and um. But I, I think He's kind of revealed to me a little bit that it's going to be. I'm going to be doing something. I'm I'm not going to sit idle. We know that as much because it's a calling from God. He's, I'm going to be doing, we're going to be doing something. Right. But I think it's going to be something that we haven't done before.
1: Well, and that might be the mystery in it. It's in itself. You know, like that's one thing I did hear from God on the mountaintop, I think, <laughs> was how do you know you haven't been praying for this? You know, that this move might be an answer to your prayers of like, use me, Lord. You know, like put me into your will. It's like. Yeah, you're sitting on the bleachers. I'm trying to get you in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, well, I don't know, Lord, and you're hesitant because it's like, is he really calling me in there? You know, it's like, does he? But we don't know, right? We're just sitting on the bleachers and kind of watching life go on here, trying to do our little things. You know, kind of coaching from
0: the sidelines and yelling at the team. Hey, get a... <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, right? We're trying, but I don't want to be that Christian that just cheers everybody else on. No, I want to be that. I want to be that. uh God follower that, you know. I I'd like to say that leads, you yeah. know, that can disciple and evangelize. You know, we, that's what we strive for. Yeah. That's what God wants us to strive for.
1: Well, that was actually one of the scriptures that I had coming to my mind tonight was Matthew ten.
0: Matthew ten. Let's take that. And
1: that's him sending out the twelve um, to do like kind of their own little mini ministry on their own or not mm. two by two. Oh yes yes but toward the end of chapter 10 it talks about um the discipleship oh the meaning of discipleship right there yeah but i mean just the, the faith that they required you know like and of course jesus is telling them to go do this and they've been watching him do all these miraculous works and signs and wonders but then he's telling them to go do it like talk about having to have faith man like can you imagine the first leper that one of these disciples walked up to and said "All right, let's give this a shot here we go right (laughs) and even like he was talking in that passage about you know you're gonna be arrested you're gonna be brought before rulers and Mm -hmm. he's like and that's so that you can share the gospel with them too
0: yeah you know it's like or even even going back so much further think about Ezekiel or not Ezekiel that's what I've been in here (laughs) think about um uh Elijah Mm. and uh Throwing himself down over the boy, and just praying to God, raise this boy up, right? Well, <laughs> you know the amount of faith that takes to draw out God's power, right? You and gotta, it's possible.
1: You got to take that step. Like He's not just going to give you faith in the Holy Spirit to sit around and enjoy by yourself in your house. You know, like yeah. It's like, dude, the Holy
0: Spirit's to do work. You know? It goes back to that Luke passage on the ten minas mm-hmm. and the one that squan and the one that kept it all to himself. It, you know, being a believer is not to keep to yourself. Well, maybe all this time
1: in Grangeville for both of us, because I think it's so remarkable that God has the same path in front of both of us, kind of a fork in the road,
0: maybe into different places. As much as we don't want to admit it. Right. You know, because I hate to lose the community. You've made comment yourself that I don't have any friends over there. I don't have any friends where I'm going either. God's trying to teach us something. Yeah. Right?
1: Well, and I, I value the fact that during this experience, I have someone so close to me that is there as support, you know, like that I can call you when things may be going wrong or we're under attack. But yeah. also to call you to praise and worship and to say, dude, guess what God's doing here? And yeah. to hear what you have to say. You know, like that was one of the things my faith verses was uh, faith comes through hearing and hearing the word of God. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think I said in the um, devotional this morning, it's not I don't think it's just the word hearing the word read, which I think it is that too. Right. You know, faith comes through the word. But I think faith comes through testimony too.
0: Oh, yeah. Hearing what what God's brought you through
1: is going to give me hope.
0: I finally started listening to God on this after, I don't know, a million different sermons and you saying it and uh, me reading it to start writing things down. Mm. Because what a testimony this is going to be when we reach that destination. And, of course, we just keep building our whole lives since we accept Jesus as personal Lord and Savior is a testimony. What has God done to your life? And I get, I think back on that as I'm listening to these sermons and stuff like that. And it just, I'm like, my goodness, there's going to be a heck of a story to tell. I pulled over one the other day and I just, I don't have a, I don't have a journal like you do. And I was like, okay, God, I got it. I got it. I'm going to fold up this piece of paper. I'm just going to start writing. So I started writing out just a real brief of when God told us his promise over our life, the promised land that He's leading us to, and I went down all the way up until just the other day, nice. and I just sat there on the side of the road just writing away, <laughs> just like I did today with these notes,
1: you know. I want to hear the rest of this, by the way. I'm kind of no. excited with what you.
0: Okay, so I go on to say I've we've heard a promise, a calling from the Lord, but what's our calling? Some, maybe most, won't and can't understand hmm. because why? Because it's God's calling on your life, not theirs, right? You know. So that was and this is all in thought of my what I've heard and I'll get into that and what you you've heard. You're going to start hearing it too. There you know, your calling is totally different than we hear it with our our buddy Adam in a in men's group mm-hmm. that uh he he just doesn't he doesn't get it. He's supportive in a way, but he just doesn't get it. It's not his calling, right? Um, so I go on to say here in this in these notes here, God has placed people in different places, different areas, situations according to His will to be done what needs to be done for His kingdom. I kind of put emphasis on His will, mm-hmm. His kingdom, right? And heck we may not even understand his calling at first which we don't no. still don't <laughs> like i said i <laughs> i am writing this out to practically to myself yeah. you know but it's perfect for me too yeah so it may sound just as crazy to us but what are we called to do what are we called to do in this season that we're in we're called to be obedient to our father's will and so going into that, I've had people most likely, you've had, and just recently you've had people um, that most likely not knowing what they mean with their comments, uh, they've, made, um, they've made comments such as, I thought you were moving. I thought you would, you would have moved by now. And then uh, the last example that I had written out here is you still haven't sold your house. Maybe God just wants you to stay there. Maybe it's just not meant to be. Mm-hmm. And you know where that one came from? Hmm. My very own grandmother.
1: So both our grannies are giving it to us, huh?
0: Yep. They don't understand. So it, but here's what I wrote next. <laughs> all attacks, all the all attacks from the devil. All of those. Yeah. Whether believer, non-believer, those comments coming, they're all attacks. And I'm not saying that they're possessed or in any way, but uh, that's shots to to waver your faith, right?
1: What do they call it? The fiery darts of the devil?
0: Yeah. Well, I go on to say that it says it's because his goal is always to get you to stumble, to stray away from God, to believe in a lie, because he wants to destroy anything made in God's image, which is which is us. So these people didn't know these were attacks. That's why God's word tells us that our battle is not with flesh and blood. Oh, Ephesians. We can look that up. Yeah. That's why he says, uh, uh, in God's word, tells us that our battle is not of flesh and blood, but of it's a spiritual battle, which is in, I think it's Ephesians three, six, 6, 3. Is it 3? 6. We're talking about Again. the armor of the Christ. Uh, yeah. Let's Christians walk here. Let's see. Be imitators.
1: And it's funny because I, I remember a sermon about the fiery darts, and that's why we get the shield, is to hold up to block those fiery darts of the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, Ephesians
0: 6.16. 6.16, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, it's under the armor of God, just like you're saying. You know. Uh, let's see here, 6.16, above all, lift up. And I'm reading out of the Amplified. You, of course you know that. Above all, lift up the protective shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. But there was one about, where does it say that that this is not a battle of flesh oh. and blood. But it's a, I thought it was in Ephesians 2, wasn't it? Uh,
1: Ephesians 6.12.
0: We're pretty close, aren't we? Yeah, we were close. I thought I knew it was in six something. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly, which is the supernatural places. Mm. Mm. So it's not. The, not that these people making these comments in the the calling that we're in right now uh, mean to do that. It's there's a whole different realm out there.
1: Well, you I, know? I think there's that too, and then it's where their heart is, right? Because like where your heart is dictates what comes out of your mouth, right? Out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth right. speaks. Mm-hmm. So it's like there can be people that profess to be Christians. That aren't walking closely with the Lord at that time. And I think just like um, Peter, the the Satan, right? Like, right. He, he didn't mean to be a hindrance to Christ. You know, like he was just saying, like Jesus was telling him he had to go die on the cross in Jerusalem. And he's like, far be it from you, Lord. You know, like me, like what? Yeah. No way are you going to die. No way. I'm not going to let that happen. Right. And it's like <laughs> he wasn't trying to be, uh, you know, a dissenter. He wasn't trying to... What's the uh, not the? What do we say the satan
0: was the? Um, the deceiver, or the accuser. Uh, there's another word. It? The. Oh man, what was that? What can I can't think of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Opposer.
1: Opposer. That's it. So he wasn't trying to oppose Christ, you know. But what came out of his mouth was it was a reactionary statement, you know. Like, and that's one thing I'm trying to work on too is. Um, responding instead of reacting. Yeah. Right. And like a response should be well thought, you know, and it's like, we don't obviously have that luxury through every conversation to sit there and, and take 10 it. seconds in between, you know, uh, dialogue back and forth. But I think it's okay to, to even go back and correct yourself later. Like when I've had words that I've shared with people, and I've thought about it like that night or the next morning be like, man, that was really bad advice or that was yeah. not the cool thing to say. Right. Call him up or text him and be like, hey, I, you know, I'm sorry about what I said. I totally didn't mean that. But I think sometimes people, even our loved ones, who feel like they can be brutally honest with us are able to say things that potentially are damaging to what God's trying to do in our life.
0: Yeah. I mean, because it almost, it almost can be a stumbling block. It causes you anything that causes confusion. Mm-hmm. God is not a God of confusion. Right. You know?
1: And they mean it out of love. You know, they're trying to help you. Like, they see, like, oh, he's kind of floundering there. You know, he said he's going to move. He hasn't really moved. You know, they haven't sold their house. Maybe God's trying to show them. It's, and it's like, well, you don't know what God showed me. You don't yeah. know what God's called me to do. Yeah. But that's why I think God in the Bible calls us to be encouragers. To, to, to
0: That's uh, why he's placed people in our lives. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. Because <laughs> he you, knows we need it. Well, and that's what the world does. The world likes to accuse. The world likes to downplay. The world likes to... I mean, everyone wants to... Misery loves company, right? So, like, if their lives aren't going well, they don't want to see someone else prosper. They don't want to see someone else doing well when they're not. So they always try to bring you back down.
0: You know, and it's sad to say, I mean, even our loved ones can do that. Well, and you you can say that some... You know, we're so used to living that... Okay, so I'll go here first. So we're to... God's Word tells us to be in the world, but not of the world, right? right. But we have getting, we've gotten caught up in this mentality of uh, living a safe life. I gotta have that job. I gotta have that house. I gotta have... Um, even I'm guilty of it too, you know, as far as like... Yeah, you, you gotta have that safety net, you know, and, but then you go and look at it in scripture and we weren't meant to live safe or that in quotations, that's safe or what we, uh, worldly humans define as a safe life. Right. So look at, look at the prophets of old and look at, uh, even the disciples, they all took a leap of faith. They all went outside of their comfort zones and were ultimately blessed for it. Hmm. I mean, you can go back and look.
1: Well, we just, we just read this in Hebrews 11, right? So verse nine, uh, 13. Uh, These people all died controlled and sustained by their faith, but not having received the tangible fulfillment of God's promises, only having seen it and greeted it from a distance by faith, mm. and all while acknowledging and confessing they were strangers and temporary residents and exiles upon the earth.
0: Yeah. So how are we any different?
1: We're not. <laughs> yeah. Um, and another thing you said, like I, it, I heard today and I, I agreed with, is do, do we think we need prayer? Um, that's our pride, right? And when you're so comfortable in life, what do I need to ask God for? I've got a house, I've yeah. got a healthy family, I got a good job, I have everything I want, like, yeah. I don't need God for anything, right?
0: Yeah,
1: it's like, well, those people, if that's all you care about is worldly possessions and that kind of stuff. Um, there was a great, is it God's Not Dead, I think, a movie where um, the grandma kind of is blind and senile or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Dean Cain. If memory serves. I can't remember that movie. But there's a scene where he's like a lawyer and he's like against God. Mm-hmm. And he comes in with her and he's like, well, then tell me how all these people, you know, prosper in life. Like the, the worst of the worst. And, you know, like, but yet they have the houses, they have the cars, they have all this stuff. Yeah. And she goes on this great little like response and she's supposed to be like senile, but like has this lucid moment. I don't know. You have to watch the movie, but she basically says like, sometimes the devil will give you a comfortable cell and the door is left open. Yeah. You know, and he gives you everything you want in there. So like you get comfortable in that cell Mm -hmm. and you think, oh, I can leave whenever I want. You know, like I can do whatever I want. But then one day that cell door slams shut.
0: Yeah. And you're, you're stuck. Right. And all that stuff that's in that cell with you, here's the the picture, disappears. Right, exactly. (laughs) And then what are you left with? That is a perfect example of what hell is like because it's all that stuff, all that worldly stuff, that cell door closes, all that stuff disappears and you're left without the presence of God. Right. And that's essentially the definition of hell is void of the presence of God.
1: Yeah, throw in the whole, you know, burning in a lake of fire for eternity and stuff like that, which makes yeah. it a lot worse. But. It does.
0: Well, I mean. But that's bad enough. That is bad enough. That's the worst of the worst. Right. Is without the presence of God, you have no love. You have no comfort. You have no peace, which is why in turn you end up with fire, pain, you know, uh, tears and misery mm. for eternal life. Right. Eternity is not a short time period.
1: No. And that was the other thing I thought of today, too, or maybe I heard it, um, was only if God gave you Jesus and your salvation, isn't that enough? Yeah. You know, like you're praying for all this other stuff and it's like he already saved your soul from eternity in hell.
0: Yeah. That's your true treasure. That's right. That's your reward. I think we talked about that. The joy of our salvation. Yeah, I I think we talked about that at men's group in a devotion or something like that. Mm -hmm. But that's the prize at the end. That is our goal. Right. Is to make it to eternity with God.
1: Well, imagine like on Judgment Day, standing there and watching, what, a wide road of people versus a narrow road that got to the other side. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, I hope I don't have to watch them gnashing their teeth and screaming, like, knowing what lies ahead of them. Right. You know, like, and, like, how thankful are you going to be for Jesus at that point? Like, it's like, you're all guilty. But you guys here, you sheep, come over here. You goats, you know where you're going. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, just if he gave us that in life, he Mm -hmm. just gave us Jesus, just gave us the cross, just the blood, that's
0: enough. If you really sit and ponder about that, it, it humbles you enough to be like... Well, it doesn't matter what kind of job I got. I don't care. Right. I don't care if I'm shoveling trash, driving a fuel truck. You know. Yep. Uh, being a firefighter, it doesn't matter. My goals in this uh, fleeting life don't matter.
1: Well, yeah, and I think Francis Chan had a great illustration with a rope. That's share this with you. Hmm. He had this rope. But maybe he did. But I, you know, I don't there's know, so many times I, I spend know,
0: outside I know. of uh, serv- service. I. I yeah anyway he it a was a
1: good analogy and he had this rope and he said this is your life you know here's your birth here's your death you know one end of the rope to the other and then he had this little piece of electrical tape you know kind of i don't know maybe a quarter wave down it and hmm. he said this piece of electrical tape represents your high school years hmm. and you remember back in your freshman year your, your sophomore year your junior year your senior year how high school was it right like it was all about Yeah. The friends that you had there, what you did after school. Mm -hmm. Like you lived your whole life for high school. Come
0: to think of it. (laughs) Yep.
1: Right. And it's like, and that was just a drop in the bucket, the four year time on Earth. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, now look at like our eternal life. You know, like that, that rope is the analogy. Like that little piece of tape is our life on Earth.
0: That's crazy.
1: Right. So it's like we think that everything has to do with our life here on Earth, but it's a drop in the bucket. And like eternity, like it's not even that rope. I mean, the rope just keeps going, right? Right. So
0: it's like I don't know, maybe a, a tiny little thread on that rope. Man, it's so hard to fathom. You know it, right? Our, our human brains cannot fathom that.
1: No, at all. It hurts my brain to think about eternity.
0: Yeah, it's like my goodness, what? We doing? Yeah. <laughs> that
1: was- um, I think they said an uh, an ant grabbing one grain of sand and walking to the sun, which it takes eight minutes for light to get here from the sun, right? hmm Carrying it to the sun and dropping it, walking back and getting another grain of sand and dropping it and doing that until all the beaches of the world are empty. And then, like, even once that's complete, refill that's it. That's still not eternity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just weird little out or following the horizon. You know, like, you just keep walking. Yeah, you just keep going. Yeah, it's like it's never going to stop.
0: Yep. Who was? Where did we hear that?
1: Was that a church? Was that a church? Or one of the sermons? Oh, man, <laughs> Maybe we overlap sermons too. But I, I like that analogy.
0: I, you know, and that's that's the thing that uh, speaking of God's presence and being in God's presence, you can we can experience that now. Yeah. And I I find my desire is to live in His presence. I want to live in His presence, awake. I want to live in His presence, asleep. Every day. Of the week. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: think of the high school analogy, right? So at the end of school, at graduation, you saw the Valedictorian get up, right? And like the people that won whatever awards, you know, for their studiousness during high school. Mm-hmm. I smoked pot through all high school. I, I barely went to any of my classes, you know? Right. I got my GED. I never actually graduated high school.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's like, well, I went to my brother's graduation and I saw these people at the end get all these massive awards for what they had achieved through high school, you know, sports, whatever academics. Yeah. And it's like, you kind of felt like, man, I probably should have spent more time doing my schoolwork, you know, like look what I could have walked away with. And I think it's going to be the same thing here. Like, you know, yeah, we can go through our life and make ourselves comfortable and have all this great worldly stuff that we don't get to take with us. You know, and we we neglect our kids. We neglect our friends. We neglect our church. We neglect mm. others yeah. that are walking down that wide road, you know, instead of be screaming it and yelling at them, like, out of love, not like out of condemnation, but like, dude,
0: yeah, you're going the wrong way, bro. Yeah. You know, like... And it starts in your home, mm-hmm. like you said, with our kids. And, you know, we've talked about this before, that they're not... You know some of them may be too young to understand figure out a way to talk to your kids about Jesus, no matter how old there there there's no no such thing as too young as too young, right you know for God <laughs> you know it if you raise them up that way, they will never depart from it. Yeah. Who's that Psalms I think so somewhere,
1: somewhere <laughs> yeah raise your kids in the right ways and they'll never depart from
0: it, you yeah know. they. We're all going to stray. We did. And I was telling Ashley this morning about the devotion we got on that topic, too, about um, I don't look back on my past with fondness. Like, oh, man, I wish I could go back. I look back on it. It's like, my goodness, how many uh, opportunities have I missed to share the gospel, to share, uh, you know, to live out what Jesus did here on this earth? You know? Well, and you almost look back on it when, in like, not necessarily regret. What am I saying? Repentance. Like, yeah. God forgive me. Remorse. Remorse. How many people, of course, he's going to find throughout their lives, he's going to find other ways to present the gospel to them. He's always searching us out.
1: You know? Dude, you bring up a great point, which is true repentance. Like, there A lot of people lack the remorse. You know, like... Our sins should drive us to cry and to be saddened. Mm-hmm. You know, like we shouldn't just be like, oh, I know that's not good for me. I'm gonna stop doing that. You know, like you should think like, man, this really hurt God. Yeah. This hurt his heart that I did this. You know, like he died on the cross to get rid of this stuff, and here I am still doing it. Right. But it's like it should change your mind. You should have that remorse. You should be like, not only do I not want to do this, man, I am so beat up. Sorry that I did this, Lord. Like, forgive me. Not just be like, yeah, you know, it's casual. I'm just not going to do that anymore. Yeah,
0: you know? it wasn't for me. I guess I shouldn't lie anymore. I'm just not, you know? Yeah, I got caught in that one. Right. <laughs> yeah, I
1: really need to stop drinking. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: But going back to going back to this move and what people have said, um, I'm going to finish out my notes here right. real quick. But you can't listen to the naysayers, uh, <laughs> the people that think it's not a good idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do they know? I made this really bold statement. Well, it, no, I say bold. They're not God. <laughs> that's the truth. Yeah. What do they know these people? I don't think that's a good idea. You know, I've heard that. Yeah, it may not sound like a good idea, but you're not God. You know, God is infinite, God is all-knowing, God is timeless, which means he lives outside of time. And who better knows your future better than him? so I I wrote off to the side um, he will never he will never leave you or forsake you which is what tying it back biblically so we know he's always by our side and that's another thing that goes back to when I think back it's like you know think back to my youth it's like man God was right there by my side the whole time watching over me watching over you you know
1: (laughs) when you think your sin puts a lot of distance from you and God, you know, like
0: he never you left keep you
1: walking, right? <laughs> You're walking away from God for years and years and years. And you think like, man, I'm going to turn back and I got miles that I've walked away from God. Right. Yeah. It's like you turn around. And boop, it, he's like,
0: he's right there. But so I go on to say, you've heard it before. And, and um, this is you, and as we were talking, it's it's speaking to me too. And I said, you've heard it before. Lies are loud, but the whisper of God is louder when you draw near to him. So he's not leaving your side. He never has. He never will. And he's calling you into a different season. You better believe whatever he has for you will be even greater than what you could imagine. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide you. Sorry, I can't even read my own handwriting. <laughs> Allow the Holy Spirit to guide you, not other people's opinions. That's good, dude. That's not me.
1: <laughs> you know? I'm just saying it's good.
0: It's awesome, though, isn't it?
1: You no, know, you're right. It's like when people are saying it's not a good idea or it's not a good plan, what are they comparing that to?
0: Their own life.
1: Or yeah, or they're
0: the world's plans. The world's idea of what normal is, the world's idea of what uh, you should have. Because what is the world telling you? Right. You do you, buddy. Right. No. <laughs> well,
1: and how the world views success on this, on this planet. You know, like when you ask your mom, like, what would make you proud of me? You know, like most moms, unless they're God-fearing, they're not going to say... For you to be poor, but rich in love. <laughs> yeah. Know, like,
0: no, I want you to become a doctor or something no. crazy, stupid like that, you no. know.
1: Um, what well, you just read remind me of Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. 11. Uh, for I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Mm-hmm. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil. To give you hope in your final outcome.
0: Oh, yeah. Just think about what if we live. By the way, I need that. That paperwork that you printed out. Oh. If we live by Jesus' commands. <laughs> you know, when we live for others, how much more? You, you just, you autom- God automatically blesses you mm-hmm. through showing his love to everybody else. Right. You don't even have to try. It's just, you know, you think about it. Who doesn't want to help a person that's fallen down. Who doesn't want to help a guy who's got a flat tire on the side of the road? All of that speaks volumes. To I've had people. I've stopped um, driving before on like some back road. Some dude was just stopped, and um, I've stopped. Hey man, you all right? That's what you do here in Idaho, right? Is you stop and you make sure because there's plenty my way of home for the mountain. There's plenty of roads up there on that mountain that if you're out there. You have no cell service. Right. You're just thankful for that good Samaritan to stop by and make sure that you're okay. Yeah, man, I'm good. Man, thank you for stopping. You know, I don't need any help. I'm good. I'm just standing out here. You know? Yeah.
1: You do unto others what you'd like them to do unto you. Yeah. Well, I think the world doesn't have God's love in them. And that's where that kind of love for each other comes from. You know, it's not our love that makes us like that. It's the outpouring of God's love in us. Like when you're seeking God and you feel his love and you recognize how much he's doing and has done for you, it's like, man, you can't help but to be thankful and grateful Mm -hmm. and compassionate to others. It's like, man, he's helping me out left and right. What can I do to help other people out? You You just
0: automatically, there's a lot of people think that you have to work for your salvation, but you, you don't. It just, it, that comes naturally after salvation is that you want to please God by, you, you, you know, okay, so it goes back to, we're, we're talking, we've been covering the Holy Spirit a lot. We're being so overfilled with the Holy Spirit in us that it, the, it's the outpouring, due, Deutimus, right? Right, where It's Deutimus power just outpouring from us, Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Well, think about it with our kids. Like if you, on a day that you're going to take the kids to ice cream later, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't know about your kids. My kids love coming down to catch and Curry and getting ice
0: cream. I'm sure my, well, my kids love all that too.
1: <laughs> but I mean for them, like that's something special. You know, we don't do it, but maybe, I don't know, five times during the summer where we actually take them down there. We'll bring ice cream home, but taking them to go get scoops of ice cream in the cone, that's a big deal for them. Right. So if they know that that's coming... And we're in a good mood. Are your kids more or less likely to be like, hey, I'll help with the dishes? Yeah. You're like, hey, uh, I cleaned my room for you, Mom. I cleaned (laughs) You You know, it's like they're all of a sudden they're in this different mood, this different spirit about Mm -hmm. them because they feel your love. You know, or you're gonna take them to Silverwood tomorrow. Man, they're all on their best behavior the night before. You know yeah. what I mean? It's
0: like yeah. where else are we ain't gonna go. Right. You know?
1: well, and, and plus like they just know it's something exciting on the horizon. You know, they have something big coming. Yeah. Um, the night before Christmas, man, Santa's coming, you better get to bed. Shump, slam. You know, like yeah, they're yeah. In. So it's like they they have that anticipation of something good is mm-hmm. about to happen. And it's like as Christians, we need to have that same anticipation of what God has for us and how good it's gonna be. And we walk in that, right? Like we act like our kids do when they know that there's something good coming.
0: Yeah. We're cheerful. We're happy. We're givers. Jesus is going to return. Why don't we live every day as if he's returning today? You know, like with that anticipation. Right. You know? And yeah, yeah, there's going to be those of us that don't. That don't ever see it. Do I want to? Yeah. Talked about that before. But even if we don't, we still have heaven to look forward to, right? You know, and and just like rounding that out to this move, and uh, to your move and stuff. I was uh, I was getting ready to go to bed last night, and uh, just before going to bed, I get this like I don't I don't suffer from anxiety or nothing like that. You know, I got the Lord, I'm good, and uh, uh, but I had this like. You know how when you get excited, mm-hmm. your heart starts to beat real quick. And then I, I got this like overwhelming sense of excitement. You know, it's like, ooh, almost anxiousness. That's like, oh, man, something's, something's coming, and I'm excited for it. That's, that's what it was more, more like. It was like, okay, when is it coming? But we don't know that. But I'm excited. I'm excited to see what God has for us. I think we're both going to look back.
1: We're gonna to talk to each other once we've gotten there, and like we've said before, hindsight with God's plan is always twenty twenty, right? Yeah. Like, like you look back and you're like, well, that's why that happened. That's why my house didn't sell that long. That's yeah. why I, my truck broke down on the freeway. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. All that stuff comes into focus afterwards. Yeah. You know, then you can see the blueprints of His plan you know, mm-hmm. in full view. And, well, hopefully, you can. But I think once we get to where we're supposed to go and we see what he has in store for us and what our life is going to be changed in that direction, we're going to be celebrating. We're going to be like, how, how are we anxious? How are we having this discussion back in August of 2023 where I was anxious and I was nervous? And,
0: yeah. You know what I mean? And what does that do for your faith? Look at that. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> That's what I mean, I- that rounds it up. That yeah. is this whole conversation tonight It based on the Holy Spirit and faith and following His plan and His will. And it all boils down to what does that do? What does God's promises do for your life to your faith? He reveals it at some point. He will pull that veil off and you will see the big picture. And you're like... And it increases your faith.
1: Yeah. And then what do we do with that? you got to share it. Yeah. You know, there's people that might be in the same spot. Maybe they're missionaries that... Are contemplating going out to a dangerous place in the world, you know? And like, so I don't feel God's called me to be a missionary, and maybe down the road. But I
0: s- be careful what you say. I know. I've said that before. I, I told Ashley uh, uh, we were talking about missions one time, and I think that's how the podcast was was born. It was like we're talking about missions. I was running a, a silly little podcast uh, just. Uh, Secular in nature, it wasn't. It wasn't Bible study or anything like that. But anyway, I told her uh, she was talking about missions. She's like, "Oh man, I feel kind of called the missions. It'd be cool to do some mission work as a family and all that." It's like, man, I just don't feel called to missions, you know, whatever. And so I'm out there working on nets because at the time I was working at the farm, and um, and he he kind of hit me in the head and he's like, "I gave you a mission field. Why don't you take it?" And then uh, talking about the podcast, mm-hmm. it's like I came back to her. I was like. Okay, yeah, you're right. I do uh I I I do have a mission field. So, I guess I am we're well, we all called the missions, right? Domestically? Oh, yeah. Internationally? For sure. We're we're as a believer, we are all called to missions. <laughs> well, and uh and it took some learning some obedience first because I pushed that off for a long time. It wasn't until you know we left, we came back and then Hey, finally, It's like, okay, you're starting this thing. I don't know why. It's not that huge of a podcast. It's not. But it. he's got somebody who needs to reach through it. You reach one person and that's enough. Yeah.
1: I mean, think about going back to Judgment Day. If you pulled one of those people over that great chasm, you know, and like, dude, that, their salvation is worth. I mean, our lives should be laid down just like Jesus for one.
0: What do we strive to hear When we finally get to heaven,
1: well done, good and faithful servant. That's
0: what I'm talking about. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) No, I, dude, like your mission field is your day. Every day is your mission field. Whoever Mm -hmm. you come in contact with, that you show them Christ's love, that you find fellow guys that, I mean, discipleship is an active thing that you do together. You know, it's like we have Christ to lead Mm -hmm. us through his word. Hopefully, we have some elders in the church that can download into us. But I think a lot of it, the Holy Spirit. Kind of disciples you too. You know, mm-hmm. Like as you're reading scripture, he's unpacking it for you. He's, and then repacking it into your heart for later. It's like how many times you've been in a situation and all the scripture just magically appears in your heart and be like, right? Oh, I remember the Bible
0: says something about that. You know, we've and, done that several times tonight. We, I mean, we've looked at a few verses, but it's just, we're, we're spouting it off because. The Lord has revealed that to us, has ingrained that in our hearts at this point. Mm -hmm. And what did I say to you earlier today when we were talking um, leveling up? Mm, Yep. Leveling up your spiritual maturity. Yep. What are you doing to level up your spiritual maturity? What am I doing to level up my spiritual maturity? What am I allowing God in to do? Because God, I, I pray all the time. It's not necessarily that I pray for... Uh, I I don't tr- I, I I try and be as intentional as I can be about not asking God for things right. for stuff. I ask Him the stuff I do ask Him for. I try and ask Him for wisdom, mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. I I need wisdom all the time. I need more wisdom, you know. I want that veil uncovered. I want Your presence. Everything be with me just all the time. You know, I want to feel Your hand on my shoulder all day long yeah you know and i don't know where i was going with that but (laughs) you're praying for godly
1: things you know like and that's where my prayers have been true and and to add to that don't let me be deceived lord you know like don't let me be tempted lord yeah just like out of the lord's prayer you know like would you please keep me from temptation (laughs) you know like (laughs) right if you know that something's going to tempt me during the day that's sinful And my other prayer is, like, show me sins I don't even know I'm doing. Yeah. You know, like, Holy Spirit can convict you of things you didn't even know were sinful. You know, like, embellishing something when I'm talking to the kids. You know, like, I'll give them a truth, but I really want to hammer it home, so I'll embellish it a little bit right you know it's like eh, I'll get that kind of tingle in my my heart like yeah that's that's embellishing that's kind of lying I'm like oh you're right <laughs> you know it's like but those are things that like the world just kind of looks past and says that's not a big deal you know like, yeah hey, it kind of lie to your kids a little bit and right yeah that's, no, okay. that's not
0: cool yeah yeah that's what the world says it, it's okay right you know but and take your thoughts captive yes <laughs> how many thoughts do you have a day that, I mean. Not that I'm sitting there trying to intentionally think, but it is a constant battle with your flesh, you know. Just like Paul says in Romans that, you know, I, I do the things that I I don't want to do, and I want to do the things that I don't do, or you know, however he states it. That's pretty much rounds it out, you know. Spirit's willing,
1: the flesh is weak. Yeah, uh, that's why we need the Holy Spirit because oh our gosh. spirit is a weakling. And it's like, that's why we need to mature it and grow it and strengthen it. Mm-hmm. But it's not through our deeds that strengthen it. It's the Holy Spirit that strengthens it. It's our walk with Christ, our understanding the word, our prayer life. Like all these things, we kind of get micro-focused on different parts of being a Christian. You know, and like it's usually the areas you have the biggest gap in, right? Like, Mm -hmm. my prayer life kind of sucks. I need to get up in my prayer life. And, man, I can notice my faith is down. I need to get my faith, you know, back into shape. Man, I'm not reading my word enough daily. I'm going to make myself a schedule and and try to stick to that. Um, I'm not... And fellowship. I need to make sure I'm going to small groups and stuff like that. You know, like, yeah. I'm not serving it, church. I need to go to search. So it's like, <laughs> there's all these things that, it's like, you feel like a plate spinner, you know, yeah. you're trying to keep all these plates spinning. And it's
0: like... It gets overwhelming it, at times. It
1: does. <laughs> That's why God gave us the Holy Spirit. Because with the Holy Spirit's help, we do all those things automatically. You know? Yeah. And it's all out of love. It's love is the motivation for all of those things. If you think about it, you yeah, know, like... My love for God will keep me in prayer. My love for God will keep me in the word. My love for God will help me to worship. My love for people will help me to fellowship. My love for people will help me to disciple or to be discipled Mm -hmm. or to serve. You know, it's like love is really the core common denominator of all these things. And without it, it's like we're doing it all on our own strength. Our spirit is weak. Mm -hmm. Um, Our flesh is even weaker. Right. (laughs) Right. But like getting up in the morning and doing our devotionals, like that's been huge for me.
0: It's got to be intentional too.
1: Yeah, you know. You don't wake up just full of the Holy Spirit and like rolling out of bed and clicking your heels and be like, "Oh yeah, Jesus today."
0: Yeah, you don't. You won't wake up. Feel you've brought up that analogy before. You you wake up. Uh, you, you you've spent. I mean, because who knows what you've done in your sleep? You know, like because you can. I'm full. I'm a full believer that you can worship in your sleep. I, I've, woken up before it's like man was i just praying <laughs> you know yep. and then that spiritual gas tank needs to be filled yeah copped off yep
1: <laughs> just like it takes you intention to go make a cup of coffee it takes intention to go make yourself breakfast yeah it takes intention to get dressed and brush your teeth and go to work like all these things take us doing something there's an there's an act or a work that's needed
0: yeah
1: it's like we talked about like the gym before you know like all the guys that are all ripped and buff it's like I used to drive to work at five in the morning, which I thought was super early. Mm-hmm. And the sun's not even up. And I see all these guys in the gym and I'm like, man, that takes a lot of discipline to like wake up every day early before work and go into the gym. Yeah. And it's like our spirit needs that workout too. Yeah. You know, like we have to wake up at five in the morning sometimes and go work out our spirit. We got to get into the word, get into prayer and get our day started off right. Yeah. And it's like, I hate the gym. You know, like, yeah. I hated it, but I felt great leaving it. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to go, didn't want to work out. But yep. then when I left, I was like,
0: Ugh. oh man, you're all swole. And, right. you know? yeah, like, oh, no, yeah. It's the same way with
1: the mornings with our time with God. You we'll know? just
0: take this morning, for example. But, you, you know, I, when you say that, I think about this morning, you know, because yesterday morning, was a little bit more rushed. The kids were already awake. You know, we stayed in bed for a little while longer. And we didn't get to really have that good, quiet time, that good um, time with the Lord in the morning. We still do. I mean, because I try and, you know, we try and fill our day with it. You know, with getting into God's Word and just try and bask in His presence. But it's different. Mm-hmm. Just like you say, when you start your day with God, you feel a lot better. But Everybody else is in a, everybody's in a fairly decent mood for the rest of the day. Right. When you allow God, when you wake up with, the, with God,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Well, it's not something that you can rest on, you know, like you get, let's say we spend the next six months doing this, right? Uh, to continue the gym analogy, you spend six months in the gym, you're going to look pretty ripped by the end of that six months, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And you probably look in the mirror and think, well, man. Mission accomplished. I don't need to go back to the gym now. Look at me. Mm-hmm. Right? And we'll do the same thing with our spiritual life and say, man, I'm spiritually strong. Like, I'm walking with the Lord closer than I've ever walked. Like, I'm, I'm on fire for the Lord, right? Yep. And then what does the devil do? He comes in and says, well, since you're already there, why don't you take today off? Yeah. You know. You know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe I can't take today off. You know, like, <laughs> I'm not going to lose everything I've gained in just a day. But then what happens that afternoon
0: or the next day? Yep.
1: Same thing. Well, like, well, okay.
0: All right. I did it yesterday. Yeah. This, is, this is it. This is it. Make then, it the
1: weekend. You know, just take the weekend off. Yeah. You're going to be in church anyway on Sunday, right? Yeah. yeah that's enough Jesus. Yeah. Good. yeah. <laughs> right. And then it turns into a week and then you start to maybe even start seeing it. And and Satan's plan is just to get you off course by one degree. Yeah. Right. He's not going to tell you from going north to go to south because obviously that would be obvious to mm-hmm. us. Right. Like, oh, okay. No, I'm going north. But if he can get you to go one degree off, then today it might not make a big difference. Tomorrow may not make a big difference, but you keep following that one degree difference from true north. Yeah. And you think about 30 days from now from where you should be,
0: right? Even a relatively, think about it this, even a relatively short amount of time, because that's the devil's goal is to ruin, like we were just talking about, uh, is to ruin what's made in God's image. It, It could take a relatively short amount of time. Right. You've lost that six pack. Right. And now you're stuck with a spiritual beer belly. Exactly. You
1: know? (laughs) Yep. And now you got to go right back in the gym if you want to get it back. But a lot of times you're probably like, well, I guess I'm all right being fat now. Right. I guess I'm all right being out of shape now. It's okay. It wasn't that big of a deal anyway. You know? If I really had to put in that much work and do it every day, like, I'm just kind of lazy. I I don't really want to do that anymore. Yeah. You know? And
0: And the world's full of lazy Christians. Yep.
1: (laughs) That's for sure. Well, and we got to remember the devil's the devil's been doing this for a long time. Right? Yeah, and it's like, and what does God's word say? Like, I'll never let you be tempted beyond what you can handle, and I'll always leave you a way out. Right. Right.
0: But he, I was thinking about this. Funny you bring that up because I was thinking about that verse today. Um, in one of the sermons I was listening to, I was like, I thought about that verse because he is, he's not going to. God doesn't tempt. Right, but he is going to give you more than you can handle to test your faith. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> you know, here we are, here we are, back at faith again. <laughs> you are being tested, right? Always, right? I mean, it's to it, it's so that you'll lean on him, yep, so that you won't ever trust in what you can do on your own because you can't do anything on your own, right? Well, and he
1: continually tests people. Look at poor Job.
0: Oh boy. Yeah. Got,
1: we've talked about Joe before, you know, like yeah. he got put through the ringer. And I think that's why that book is there to show, you know, like one man was able to sustain all of what he sustained and still be faithful to the Lord. Like if yeah. anything, that's like this is the kind of person I'm looking for. You yeah. Know, like someone that would have that lasting faith that despite what the world throws at them, despite what they lose, mm-hmm. that they would not lose faith in me.
0: Yep. Yep. Man, and I was just thinking, because I've been going through Ezekiel and that, you you kind of spurred something, but I can't remember what I was going to bring up in that, because... Uh, oh, The Way Out? No. Oh, right. I, I don't think off. so. I don't know what it was. <laughs> uh, nah, I don't know. Either way, it doesn't... I failed you, brother. I haven't gotten
1: into Ezekiel. Like oh, no, today. you're I, good. I've
0: been I, touching everywhere else. I've been reading it, and it would be, to bring it up now would kind of be like a a side, side road. <laughs> a rabbit trail? <laughs> It'd be a different rabbit trail, because, um, but I really like to, you know, so you see the beginning of Ezekiel, and I was actually looking up different uh i was looking up the timeline because i was getting confused a little bit by it of where this fell in the biblical timeline but uh anyway no i was just thinking about um in chapter two of ezekiel is where he said and we're talking about the chapter two huh interesting it's not as long as i thought it was (laughs) uh I really liked verse 5. As for them, whether they listen or refuse to listen, for they are a rebellious house. He's talking about Judah or Israel. Um, yet they will know and be fully aware of the fact that there has been a prophet among them. And you, son of man, which he refers to him as son of man, um, neither fear them nor fear their words, though uh, through briars and thorns, though, though sorry, Though briars and thorns are all around you, you sit among the scorpions, neither fear their words nor be dismayed at their presence, for they are a rebellious house. But you shall speak my words. So what he's basically saying is that um, sp- speak his words. He looked... Uh... Oh, okay, so it doesn't get into it until uh, three, chapter 3. where he pretty much. What I was looking for is the fact that you know, we were talking about don't be a lazy Christian and uh, it's up to us. You know, God's made it our call to spread the gospel and uh, he uses us to uh, he uses us to impact people's lives. And what he tells Ezekiel here, which is why, which is God is really showing me How cool it is to get into what you were what you always thought as a history lesson, but applying it to modern times, and that's to uh, go and tell them the good news, tell them to repent, obviously, in in a roundabout way. He's telling Ezekiel, tell them to repent or warn them of what my judgment is going to be. And if they don't listen to you, uh, he's like, I already know what they're going to do. They're not going to listen to, but if you don't tell them their blood is on your hands right. but if you tell them and they repent, that's good. if they don't repent, but you still told them, then it's judgment they have to face that's how we should as Christians look and you find that out Ezekiel how many times i I have never read Ezekiel before yeah you know Dude, there's so
1: much good stuff in the old old testament that, that's I think it's a big disservice to a lot of Christians that just kind of think it's, you know, the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, you know, like, and yeah, it's been completed, you know, and the New Covenant is here. So the New Testament is where we see Jesus and kind of the go- going forward. But man, God doesn't change, right? Like the Old Testament still speaks to Christ's glory. and It does. I think we said before, like when Paul said that all scripture is good for reproof and growth. It's like, yeah. Well, what scripture is he talking about? Because they hadn't written the New Testament yet.
0: Yep. Right? So yep. he's referencing the Old Testament. All, yeah, and so, all of it. I'm right. to find out, you know. Okay, so just a quick rundown up to uh, chapter 11, where is where I'm at right now. Cause you get to it, It's funny because uh, I wouldn't have been here several years ago, but I find myself just reading. And I can't stop. It's good. I don't want to stop. It's good I want to keep reading. Yeah. And... Uh, But you see this, you know, he says, go and tell these these people, even though I know what they're going to do, tell them if blood's not on your hand, all that. And then you see um, him speaking about what kind of wrath he's going to pour out on these people. Why? Because they've had their chance. He's sending Ezekiel to tell them to repent. And then, because here they are uh, yet again, yet again, because when you look it up, they still have the same problem. They go back to these idols. And uh, start serving pagan uh, rituals and all that. They, they just keep going back to that. And it's like, no wonder God is getting frustrated with them. Because they still won't turn to him. Dude. And you see that nowadays. I, I've made the comparison, even thus far that I've made it in Ezekiel, that you've made this comparison. Like, he's, he still has that judgment, <laughs> You know, he's still going to pour out his judgment and wrath on those that refuse to repent or hear. <laughs> so, I had this funny
1: comparison that just came into my head. So, me and my wife, she'll come out to my office, right, which is detached from the house, as yeah. you know. And she'll come in there, and like the kids know, if mommy's in the office, we're talking. We're usually doing a Bible study, we're praying, whatever. We're talking about something in the morning. And we have that time every morning, right? Mm-hmm. So. More time pretty much every day, what happens is uh Michaela, who's our oldest, she's 12, will come out to the office, kind of knock on the door, which is locked because they constantly come out there. Right. And say, Kai, who's five, five, or seven, and Leia, who's five, are fighting. And what do we say? Go tell them to knock it off. Mommy's gonna be there in a minute, and she'll paddle their bottom if they don't knock it off. Yeah. So Michaela will go in there, she'll come back out 30. They're not listening to me. And it's like, and then that anger grows, right? That's a
0: good analogy.
1: Yeah. So like then, like, and Adrian's getting ticked. You tell them, I'm coming in there. I'm going to paddle their butt. I'm going to turn off the, t- whatever it is, you know, like, and then Michaela will go and she'll be the messenger and she'll tell him again, mom's getting really mad. You guys better knock it off. And then five minutes later, she comes back out and it's like, all right, now it's on. You know, <laughs> the thing mama bear comes out,
0: she it's, goes in there and tears into him. and like, refuse to listen. The punishment
1: has, is deserved. Right. And Michaela's not at fault. She did what we said. She yep. went in there and warned them. She told them what our wishes were, knock it off, or I'm going to come in there. You yeah. know, and it's like, it's kind of the same thing, you know, and like, but if Michaela just goes in there and she doesn't say anything, she could just sit down and start watching TV again. Part of that judgment. Right. I mean, because,
0: you know, that's if I'm reading Ezekiel correctly, um, eventually... From what one of the prophecies that he has is one of the visions that he has is a a guy in sackcloth or a guy in linens. Sorry. yeah A guy in linens goes and marks people throughout the city. Those guys are not allowed to be touched. So there are people because God's going to pour out wrath on everybody. There's most of them are going to die. There's going to be a few survivors. And uh, those will be the ones that have had their mark that have been marked, you know. That's a crazy Passover reference. It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it says... Let me read it. I was reading in it today. Let's see here.
1: That's basically the same thing. Like, mark your doors with the blood of the Lamb, and then the angel of, of death or the angel of the Lord will pass by yeah. that home. Let and... me
0: see. It's interesting. You need to read it. It's Man, you're got I You get to read in Ezekiel, and it's just... It's pretty cool, too. It's like I uh, had said, we were reading something else on, about the unseen world. And it's just like, sometimes it sounds like you're reading a sci-fi novel. You know, yeah. we talked about uh, Tuesday night. you know? Right. But uh, let's
1: see. It's here, crazy here. to see the stuff, too, that just keeps getting repeated. You know, like all the symbolism going back to Christ. You know, like the Passover story. And
0: uh, let's hear this. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's this. Expanse, the Lord spoke to the man clothed in linen. He said, oh. Oh, Okay, okay, okay. So it's a, it's a chapter 10, I think. So oh, maybe not. I'm looking for that guy in linen. Mm, hang on. Oh, here it is. It's yeah. in chapter 9. Yep, yep. It says, Then. Uh, Shekinah, glory and brilliance of God of Israel, the cloud went up from the cherubim on which, you know, go, go through and read uh, chapter 9 too, because um, I'm, I'm starting in verse 3. Uh, so this, this cloud, obviously the Spirit of God, you see, you see the Spirit of God represented, the Holy Spirit represented as a cloud in, in the Old Testament too from what I understand. I don't know. Either way, um, an inkhorn by his side, glory and brilliance. The when the cloud went up from cherubim went up from the cherubim on which it had rested to stand above the threshold of the Lord's temple, and the Lord called to the man clothed with linen who had the scribe's writing case at his side. The Lord said to him, go through the midst of the city, throughout all of Jerusalem, and put a mark on the foreheads of the men who sigh in distress and grieve over all the repulsive acts which are being committed in it. Because we were just talking about the uh, Jerusalem being full of these uh, idol, you know, idol worshippers, and um, it's full of detestable people. You know, because this is this is during a time when Babylon had already, um, so I think, had Babylon came and conquered it, or Babylon is fixing to come and conquer it. Okay. And anyway, the the history of Israel itself is I that
1: poor city's been
0: sacked. Somewhere. I know it, but it's a, it says, "Put a mark on the foreheads of the men who sigh in distress and grieve over the." So those that are opposed to all of this detestable acts against god but to the others i heard him say follow him the man with the scribes writing case throughout the city and strike do not let your eyes have pity and do not spare anyone utterly slay old men young men maidens little children and women but do not touch or go near anyone on whom is the mark begin at my sanctuary so they began with the old men who were in front of the temple who did not have the lord's mark on their foreheads ain't that something it's saying
1: something about the pre incarnated Messiah clothed in linen.
0: Oh, really? Jesus shows up again in, in this? That's what, Oh, well, I'm kind of. <laughs> you looking up commentary? It's, yeah, it's
1: a site called Justified by Christ Alone. Interesting. It said, um, the pre incarnated Messiah, who is the man clothed in linen with the writer's inkhorn, speaks to Ezekiel in five, verses 5 and 6 and commands him to go after them through the city of Jerusalem and smite them. The Lord commands Ezekiel to not let his eyes spare, neither have any pity, and slay utterly old and young, both maids and little children and women. Sounds very harsh to the carnal-minded person who makes a profession to be a true believer, but is truly not saved and has never been born from above uh, by God and the Holy Spirit. Hmm. There's another thing. We're not going to get into it tonight. Oh yeah, now I'm, I'm interested in Ezekiel. Exactly. You keep bringing it up. I need to get it in there and at least try to.
0: I don't know it why. I don't know why God put that on my heart. Why God put this book on my heart? But I did. I wasn't understanding it at first, and I prayed. I said, "Lord, provide some clarity on this, because I have no idea what the heck I'm reading. Why did you give this to me?" And of course, now I'm seeing the the similarities between where we're what we're living in today. And what th- was ha- what was happening here we're living in a world full of idolatry right <laughs> but what I'd like you to do you like to you like to make notes and, and such and yeah. do research yeah and I've done a little bit of it um, but what is really cool research to do is find out where pre-incarnate Jesus shows up throughout uh, the Old Testament yeah it's very cool Melchizedek Melchizedek. Um, he shows up, you know, because there's... He wrestles... Um, wrestles Jacob. Jacob. And he uh, he shows up. He sees Abraham, I think he... he yeah, he he sits the in the three. tent with Abraham. Yeah, he's one you of the three that
1: goes to blow up Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah,
0: and well, even Balaam's donkey, mm-hmm. he would have been... Because he's commander. There's so many different things. Every time it's mentioned that um, the commander of the Lord's army or I, you know, because Jesus referenced that when he said that I could have called, I could call on, uh, my father in heaven and he would immediately send angels, legions, legions, which, which, uh, pastor Bobby on that authentic church has made comment of, uh, that, that makes him the commander of the army. He's the general, right? Yeah. So, it's it that's a cool that'd be a cool research project
1: well you gave me me and adrian are watching season three of the chosen last night and it was the scene where um christ is in nazareth and he's reading from i think it's isaiah about the the messiah yeah and he says today the scripture has been fulfilled and they're all kind of getting after him like what are you trying to say you know and he's like you know exactly what i'm saying i said what i said (laughs) right (laughs) and then um the rabbi quotes it like, it's the law of Moses. He's like, I am the law of Moses. And like, I thought about that. I'm like, dude, God's just describing Christ to the Hebrews. Yeah. You know, like that's where the law comes from. He's giving him the attributes of Christ. He doesn't lie. He doesn't steal. He doesn't, yep. like all those things that Christ either does or doesn't do. And that's what the scriptures are trying to get us to. Is that perfection in Christ mm-hmm. to act like Christ, to do what Christ would do. Yep. to not do what Christ wouldn't do. You know, like the whole book is the same theme of be like Jesus. Yeah. You
0: know? I mean, I've heard through some of the studies that I've done that, you know, Christ, you know, Jesus was the rock in the wilderness, So we, we can see he's in, he, Jesus is God too. So he can do anything he wants. He can be an inanimate object or he can be a human. He can be anything. Because he's supernatural, and uh, why couldn't he be the Ten Commandments? Why couldn't he be? That's why you're never, you know, you hear of all these, you see all these shows and stuff on the Ark of the Covenant, and what was the Ark of the Covenant? God's presence, God uh, for the people, and uh, nobody's ever going to find that. Nobody is ever going to find the Ark because why? God's not going to allow it to be found because He indwells in all of us. We, it's the Ark. Right. The the Ark is living inside of all of us. Yeah. God's presence is no longer stuck inside of a
1: tent. You know, like... Yeah. When Christ died and that curtain was ripped from top to bottom, it's like that's showing God's no longer in a tent. He's in us.
0: Just, just the same way you're never going to find Moses' bones. You're <laughs> never going to find, you know... There's certain things throughout history that you're never going to find because it's not meant to be found. Right, Because God's... Through G- uh, Jesus fulfilled all that.
1: Right. <laughs> That's a closed book. It's a closed chapter. We can still read it,
0: mm-hmm. but there's no adding to it. You know, yeah, like, you're not gonna find it in the physical world. No. <laughs> I'm with you, man. That's part of the unseen realm. Yep. <laughs> well, like you said,
1: you know, he does things in the unseen And what does he say in scripture? Like what we bind here on earth, he can will be bound in heaven. Mm-hmm. And like everyone thinks heaven is the term of like the clouds with the harps it's like, no, heaven's a sphere around the sphere that we don't see. Yeah. You know, so it's like if we bind things here in our sphere, it's bound also in that sphere.
0: Oh, you know? oh, that reminds me. Um, <laughs> I just thought of it because we were talking about it this morning that while well, we were talking about you praying, just think about this. And it's like you, we can pray in a way that that's why some say You know, a lot of people say that you can pray if as thank you for my house selling. Thank you for, because as we think about it, and what this devotional we've been doing has has revealed, um, is that whatever all everything visible came from the unseen realm, came from the invisible, and so and whatever is invisible, everything in the unseen realm has already happened. You know, so. Our house has already sold. We have already moved to Arkansas. You have already moved to North Carolina. It's wild to think about. But that's why we can sit here and say thanks to God for those promises. Because he's promised it. It has already happened in the invisible world. It's hard to wrap your head around it. But I came to that epiphany uh, this morning. It's like, actually, we have already moved. So why don't we thank God for... Our move, <laughs>
1: yeah. you know, Oh, speak it into existence, you know, like it's yeah. coming anyway. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. Someone blew my mind with that. They talked about God living outside of time. And I think we we're talking about um, predestination or Calvinism or something. Mm-hmm. And they said, which I still struggle with, but God knows who's saved already. Right. It's no mystery to him. Right. Like he lives outside of time. From his perspective, he's already in heaven with you. Yeah. Right? Like, he it's knows who's crazy. coming because he's already there with them. Yeah. Like, he can just kind of travel back and forth. He's not bound by it. So it's like, well, yeah, I know who's predestined. I know who I've called because they're already up here with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? like Exactly. That- and I don't
0: know that I follow predest because with God is, God is love. We all know that. And... Uh, Let's see if I can even make sense of this because it makes sense in my brain, obviously, because you know God has allowed that. But God is love, so without and with love, there's free will, and so He know yet He knows it. He still gives you the choice to make that. You know He doesn't do. he, He tries to, or He tries. I don't know if I'm saying that right. He gives you plenty of opportunities throughout your life, even though he knows what your end game is. Just like, maybe that's what he's trying to show me in Ezekiel, is that he knows that these are wicked people. He knows what they're not going to do, but he's still going to provide them repentance. (laughs) Just like he's given us Jesus. You know, just like he's given us Jesus to repent. right? Right. And given us plenty of opportunities, given us a long life, uh however many years we all live we've had an opportunity at some point to accept jesus as our personal lord and savior right it's again hard for a human mind to to think of
1: well i think that's going to be the case for a lot of people you know when they get up there and they'll say well i didn't know about jesus like no one told me about jesus You know, so you'd be like, whoa, (laughs) how many churches did you drive by? Yeah. You know, it's like, and and I think that's the other problem, too, is um, a lot of Christians, myself included for a long time, weren't preaching Jesus, they were preaching church. Yeah. It wasn't salvation through Christ. It was like salvation through our church to Christ. Right. You know, like, come on Sunday, you know, like, and it was... I didn't have time or knowledge or background or experience to disciple anyone. You know, Mm -hmm. like I was a fledgling myself. Right. Yeah. But as God matures you and you understand more, it's like, what does he say? Like those who have given a little, will be trusted with more. Yeah. It's like, so as he builds you up, man, there's people that don't know him at all that we could be ministering to, Mm you know, like, and if you believe in the Holy spirit, he's going to give you the words to say anyway.
0: Yep. Right. So you don't have to worry.
1: Right. It's <laughs> don't like, worry just, about what
0: you're going to say. Right. He's going to speak for you anyway.
1: Exactly. So it's that faith again, right? We're back to faith in the Holy Spirit. See it's how that like, comes out? Everything. The, that's the primary motor that gets us working as Christians. It's fascinating. <laughs> it really is. Well, we don't pay it in any mind. You know, like we're so used to this world teaching us, you achieve and succeed through your efforts. Yeah. Right? And it's like, no. You know, that's not how our eternal life works. Your salvation is already paid for. It's done. Mm -hmm. Christ, I mean, to say that you need to do anything for salvation is basically throwing Christ and trampling what he did on the cross and his suffering and saying it's worth nothing. You know, like that wasn't enough. Yeah. And it's, no, that was absolutely enough. You know, like (laughs) God came down from heaven, was crucified in excruciating death.
0: Yeah, terrible.
1: Right. Terrible. That paid the, the, the price for sin. You know, like we are saved through Christ, but then how do we show our thankfulness for that? It's through the love of God in us and saying, "Man, I don't have to do anything for this. Sweet, right? <laughs> I need to go tell more people about it. You know, yeah. Like, but so many, so many, so much of the world just says, like, well, I don't have sin in my life. I don't sin. I'm a good person. Yeah. You know, and it's like, no, like, let's take a look at the Ten Commandments together. Like, you're going to tell me you never lied once, right. you never stole something, like a, a candy bar from the store when you were a kid. You never, I mean, you can go through the whole list. You've never blessed it over a woman, dude. Come on.
0: Yeah, come on. Yeah. Pretty hard to do. Right. You've never used
1: <laughs> God's name in vain. I mean, maybe some people can click off a lot of those boxes. But... I could click that. I mean... yeah. <laughs> but, I
0: mean, seriously, none of us are perfect. That's right. what you're getting at.
1: Well, and even Jesus took those laws into a 10th degree, right? If you've ever had hatred in your heart for your brother, you've basically committed murder. Yeah. Right? So, like, He didn't downplay those commandments, He upgraded them and said, like, it's a heart condition, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's a human condition. And people think that they're in right standing with God when they're clearly not. And once they understand that their sinfulness, the penalty for that is death, mm-hmm. spiritual death. It's like that's the revelation you got to get people to. Like, no, dude, you are a sinner. And like God views these, all these things as punishable by death. Yeah. And your only way out of that, the only way to get back to heaven and God's righteousness is through Christ. Yep. And that's the gospel
0: right there. Yep. Exactly. Oh, shoot. Well, all right. I guess. We bored people long enough. Oh, my yeah. gosh.
1: It's almost two hours.
0: Rock on! Oh, you know it's good. Hey, I mean, when I put this out here, it's they better be lucky they're not sitting in our Tuesday nights. That Dude. goes for three hours. Well,
1: curious, hours. if you edit me out of this like you should, you could probably get it down to an hour.
0: Ha! No, <laughs> no, this is a good conversation. So, but yeah. I mean, we didn't hardly scratch the surface of what I wanted to talk about.
1: I didn't read it, but I'm
0: just feeling—I'm just feeling like I shouldn't take up your whole night. I mean, we need to—we need to continue to do this, like fill our fill our week. You know, it's hard. We got families, but I mean, the more God we can put in it, the better. Dude, the more—I
1: mean, like today, I love you. Thank you for that word, like. I want to get a copy of what you wrote down on those on that no, paper. I, I and I that's want to what share it with Adrian too.
0: That's what God. That's what God does. Mm-hmm. It. It's. I don't care. I, I. wanted to share it with you because I wanted it to encourage you because I'm fired up about what God's promised, and and I want you to be fired up about it. I want uh, anybody, you know, anybody who's trusting and showing unwavering faith. I want you to be. You know. I want them to be fired up for the Lord and just sit back, relax. He's got that controller, right? You know, you may be thinking you're in control, but he's playing the game behind <laughs> you, you. know.
1: <laughs> I, I love it, dude. I think that's, I mean, it's great takeaway from just this experience is like God is in control. And that was one thing I loved that they said in the, the sermon this morning was if you're not taking things to God first, how do you say that you believe he's in control? Right. Right? Yeah. So it's like, man, it's kind of convicting stuff. You know, like...
0: Yeah. Respond. Respond to your situations with prayer. And before you make decisions, respond in prayer. So respond right. before and after in prayer. What does Jesus
1: say? In some things through prayer and supplication?
0: I know it. I'd, yeah. It's just a couple <laughs> things. Yeah couple things continually pray and all things. it's like i was sharing with you this morning when i dropped off the ladder i you know when you think your prayers aren't working keep praying right (laughs) you know he's listening
1: Uh, i think either you actually said like we need to do a good job of collecting all the praise reports and like that was on my heart too like um, i heard someone mention like thanksgiving is a great day yeah. They'll write prayer requests on post-it notes and hang them up to remember to pray about them, and then uh, when God fulfills or answers the prayer, they'll flip it over and write, you know, the date that He acted and what He did. Mm. And then it goes into a box. And then on Thanksgiving, they open that box, and that's their time that they read oh, yeah. through all these answered prayers and all these things just to remember what God's done for them. Well, year. we have a
0: we have a little praise report that we were able to. God's has been. Uh, working on us for forgiveness and for um confrontation you know to i mean because this word says to confront confront a a brother if you have an issue with him Mm -hmm. and uh he's really been working on us on that and uh today i had a good conversation with an individual and uh, i feel that it went well it was sounded sincere and i think that moving forward Forgiveness has been had, we can move forward. So it's a praise. So we don't need to go into details, but uh, yeah, God knows it. It's a praise. Yep. So it's amazing how when you follow
1: what he says to do, things work out.
0: Yeah, because I'm not good at
1: confrontation. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I think a lot of people avoid it. And it's like, but then what happens? You know, he sits there and festers and yeah. you know, like we saw in this situation where I'm a partaker in that as well. Mm-hmm. It's like I probably need to do the same thing,
0: right? Well, we've seen that firsthand, mm-hmm. and you know, going back to you know that other individual, you know, what happened several a couple weeks ago. To see that come to head, like to be able to tell that story, not this is not the right place and time over a recording, but um, that's a testimony. Yeah, and for that person to walk in and tell us that even you know what we're doing here this is church we are the church yeah you know not not we but we as believers to get together in small groups and dive into god's word and for somebody to recognize that coming you know just out from nowhere that's amazing
1: yeah it's god
0: yeah so all right well let's pray and let's uh let's get this done here cool all right Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you for this discussion just to be able to sit here and just dwell in your presence, Lord. I thank you for your Holy Spirit and for your Holy Spirit speaking through us, and I pray that you continue to work in our lives, work in uh, our friends' lives, work in our family lives. I pray for any healing, Lord, and I praise you for any praises that, you know, anything that you're doing, you're always constantly at work. I just thank you, Lord, for all that you do, and I pray that you just watch over everybody this week and just bless their lives, bless whatever struggles people may going through. Lord, just take control of that. Take control of our thoughts. Take control of our actions, Lord, and only just show your love through us. And I just thank you and I praise you. It's in your holy name.
1: Father God, I just thank you for my faithful brother, Aaron. I thank you for joining us tonight, Lord, and your Holy Spirit to speak through us. God, I just pray that if anyone out there in the digital world um, is struggling, Lord, that they would just turn to you in prayer, that they would try to increase their faith, um, that they would ask the Holy Spirit to, to step up into their heart and to give them strength where they're weak. Lord, I just pray encouragement, and I just hope that somehow, some way, I know that your, your word never returns void, Lord, so I believe that someone out there is going to hear this and be encouraged, and I just thank you for them and pray for them, Lord. Thank you,
0: Jesus. And we all say in the power of Jesus' name, amen. amen. Guys, and thanks for listening to this episode of Table Talks or whatever heck it's going to be called from here on out. I don't know. And that brings me to my next point. If you guys have any ideas, I'm going to share this on social media. And if you guys have any ideas, what what should we call this little episode? If you guys like this enough, please find us on Facebook comment as to what should we title this, not necessarily the title of each episode, but the title of this little podcast within a podcast these bonus episodes, and just let us know, that being said, guys go on to social media and you can find us Facebook, Instagram Twitter, and hey, what am I supposed to do, I don't have Marshall here to remind me of all this stuff, send us those messages, we appreciate all your support, and especially thank you for listening to all these episodes we keep putting out here, so you can always email us at mail at undauntedpursuit.com check out our website undauntedpursuit.podbean.com and like i said find us on the social medias give us a good uh five star rating and review on apple podcasts as well as spotify or anywhere you guys listen into podcasts at Um, that that really just helps us boost these uh helps us get noticed It boosts those numbers up, helps us get noticed, helps us also spread the word of God to other people. So, again, guys, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time on Untaunted Pursuit Podcast. See you guys.